0: Yes, yes. Welcome in to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Tim McKernan, alongside executive producer John Seymour, also known as the Seamaster. Excited to bring another interview to you. I love doing these interviews, and we still have yet to have one where we get done, and I look over at the Monster and I go, oh, that one. It still hasn't happened. But I got to be honest with you here, as I sit in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, With Lux, who is our guest today, of 105.7 The Point, I know her, and of course therefore knew her going into it, but I didn't really know all kinds of stuff about her, if that makes sense. So for these interviews, you've heard, and if you haven't, go back and there's all kinds of interviews, whether it be with politicians like Jack Danforth uh, or... You know, Chris Kerber, Isaac Bruce, Gary Pinkle, John Zaloc, uh radio personalities like, of course, Lux Today and, and Dave Glover. They're all there and you can listen to them whenever you want. It's certainly how I uh, listen to audio these days. Uh, and then, then Jim Hayes with the Cat Chat. And you have, you know, uh, recently Lance Lynn, but you have Adam Wainwright, Matt Holiday. I mean, you have some great stuff on there. So that's the move. And I would recommend it to you. But, but with all of these interviews, I, I don't really sit down with like a notebook of questions. As a matter of fact, I don't, I have a couple maybe bullet points typed out on my laptop that I want to make sure I get to, but it's a conversation. And if you've been listening, you've heard that. Uh, I've always said, like when people ask about doing interviews, I, my opinion is the next question comes from the interview subjects, previous answer. In other words, that way, it's a conversation as opposed to something that sounds like a press conference. So because of handling these interviews that way, to not necessarily know or feel like you know a whole lot about the person you're interviewing made me, I don't know, again, I feel like I say this every time, made me a little nervous. Uh, I was nervous with Ed Martin because I just totally disagree with him on so much I was nervous with Megan Green because I felt like she'd look at me as sports talk radio guy and therefore the enemy and it would be contentious. And I was nervous with Isaac Bruce just because I covered him when I was doing TV and he certainly wasn't really talkative. And in each case, wound up really getting along with Ed Martin, still totally disagree with him, but getting along with him, uh, you know, emails me about uh, stuff here and there. Uh, really enjoyed talking with Megan Green, who obviously politically couldn't be more opposite than Ned Martin and Isaac Bruce was like. I mean, that was just incredible. So with Lux, I knew I know she's like like I said, super cool, incredibly friendly. But I'm like, God, I want it to be good, but I don't really know enough about her. And then I and I told her I I try to do some research going in and there was one article and it was done by like whatever the Webster university newspaper was. And it was five years ago and there wasn't a whole lot in there. And so this interview that you're about to hear, I mean, it is super random, but I think you're going to enjoy how all over the place it is. And you're going to hear things about Lux. One of the only female DJs in St. Louis and certainly one of the most established. She's been at the point for like a decade now. Um, Uh, you're going to find out things about her at the same time I am. Um, And also, I think what what will come across is just how likable she is and which probably explains her success. So uh, Lux from 105.7 The Point, she hosts Afternoon Drive, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, she is our guest on the Tim McKernan Show this week. Um, and I want to make this clear, the home the studios in Kirkwood are sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the home And Ryan Kelly is someone who I personally would recommend to you if you came up to me at a bar or a restaurant and said, you know, cause people do that sometimes with some of the sponsors. Do you really? And I say, absolutely. Cause I'm not going to put my name on someone, some company, something, if I'm not comfortable with it, I, I can't do that. I can't. Can't risk uh, whatever shred of credibility I may have uh, by endorsing something that I personally wouldn't uh, do or use, such as in this case, Ryan Kelly. So, um, in in the case of me with Ryan Kelly, my sister uh, actually bought my condo last year and it was insta calls like going to Ryan Kelly. Don't even think twice about it. Going to Ryan Kelly. I can recommend Ryan Kelly to you because the customer service Ryan Kelly practices is absolutely phenomenal. And the work ethic, the commitment to making sure they get you the absolute best rates, whether it be buying a home or refinancing, for real, you won't find anybody better. And that is why Ryan has been able to grow his business at the rate he has. A great person with an incredible company and staff, Ryan Kelly, online at thehomeloanexpert.com. So, From the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, it was my pleasure to talk with Lux of 105.7 The Point. Here it is, our conversation with Lux. So, Lux, I attempted to do research on you, Mm -hmm. and you are a, a mysterious woman. I couldn't find anything outside of something that a guy who went to Webster University, did on you oh, no. in 2013. Other than that, nobody's written, <laughs> no. at least that I can find, unless you've had it removed from, from the no, Internet. No, no,
1: no. And that was a, a real piece of student journalism right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was. God bless him.
1: <laughs> I read it back, and I was like, these don't sound like things that make sense, so maybe not, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs>
0: and that's all I had to work with. Now, I've known you for a few years, but I don't know all the history in it. Yeah. And the one thing I did take from it is, that he said in second grade you mm-hmm. knew you wanted to be in radio. Is that accurate? Because I don't know that- 20 many people that are thinking in second grade they want to be in radio, <laughs> but maybe you... Not so much that
1: I knew I was going to be in radio. Um, I had done voiceovers as a kid. So in second grade, it was my day for show and tell. And instead of bringing in a puppy or like my soccer medals, I brought in a cassette player with a microphone and attachment and a bunch of one liners on page. And I taught everybody how to do voiceovers. So I think it was something that I knew that I liked. I liked wow. using my voice to act and, and do
0: things. How are you doing voiceovers as a kid, uh, yeah, um,
1: my uncle was a producer for KDL and L Fox Thirty back in the day. I guess it's now like ABC or yeah. maybe it's some, I don't I've never pay attention to that kind of stuff, which is terrible. I say that terrible like oh, that's
0: that's fine. Anyhow,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so he heard my voice on my parents' answering machine. My parents thought I had a cute voice and they made me do a hi. You've reached the please leave your name at yeah. the you know. And he thought oh she has a cute voice and he needed a kid voice for a McDonald's commercial. Um, so he brought me in to do the commercial and I did that and then I did a couple other things for them and I don't know, now I just, I'm lucky enough to get to use those skills that I, that, that I tried in to second explore grade. as a child. It's, yeah. it's seven <laughs> years
0: old. So, so you, so you like doing it in second grade, but mm-hmm. then to get from that point to get to the point, mm-hmm. what. What oh, went I see on. what you did there. Yeah, no, it's, see, that's, that's the University of Missouri Journalism School paying huge it. dividends <laughs> right there. You just can't teach that no, stuff. No, no.
1: I, <laughs> I, I loved everything. It thing. was so
0: fucking bad. As a matter of fact, I hope we edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
1: love it. Oh, I also realized this is a podcast, right? You yeah. the F word. Absolutely. I got, it's a I got so nervous and I looked over like, somebody should be hitting the dump button. It, no, <laughs> no, it's, a,
0: it's a free-for-all. Oh, and amazing. I worry that now when I do my radio show, now that when I sit in mm-hmm. here... Because I filter it out, and I don't know yep. how I've been doing radio for th- 15 years, I guess, and I've never cussed. Have you ever?
1: No, I haven't yet. I've had to use the dumb button yet. for other artists.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. I
1: say yet because I'm human. Yeah. I just, like, fear there will, de- you know, be a day. and
0: I, I don't feel like it's as big of a deal now as it was, no. though, like, when I first started out. Like, yeah. kind of, uh, people.
1: I mean, I just watched the history of comedy, and I was watching something on George Carlin and how those seven deadly words didn't exist until he actually made that skit, and then they took those words and put them into the FCC's rules that we can't do, and it became, you know, so it wasn't even like in the FCC at first, so...
0: Do you cuss a lot when you're not on the air?
1: Um, no, I don't. See, I I try you not to. So that wouldn't strike
0: me as uh, somebody who...
1: No, and when I do, it feels weird, and I think it looks weird. So people, <laughs> like, like it... I kind of cringe a little bit as I'm doing it. <laughs> like, I want to be doing it, but I'm not sure that I'm supposed to be. Like, Well, Glover, I had
0: Glover in here, as I was telling you, uh, last week, and he was like, can I cuss? And then all of a sudden, he just... Let it Oh, out. my God. He was a freebie. <laughs> he easily broke the record. But, yes, it is like being on satellite radio. So yeah, but my line about the point to the point is awful, and I'm really embarrassed by the whole damn thing. (laughs) But uh, so you're in second grade, you know, you like doing it, but you know, then you go, are you thinking Mm -hmm. throughout your whole youth that I really want to get into radio? I mean, nobody's um, thinking about a career no. even until, like, maybe you're in high school. No. Maybe.
1: I mean, when you're that young, it's, like, police officer, fireman, teacher. Like, what business person? What can you, like, name? I wanted to play that's for a, the Cardinals. Yes, I wanted to do that. It
0: hasn't worked out um, yet. My mom
1: is a, was a theater teacher, um, okay. so I liked anything that had to do with performance. Where
0: did she teach theater?
1: Um, Parkway Central All Middle right. School. And that's where you went, Parkway right? West. Yeah, I ended up transferring there after middle school, so I didn't end up having her as a teacher, which was good. <laughs> um, but so anything, she started teaching me how to do monologues and... I watched her coach speech and debate, so I just, like, always loved the idea of performing and, and using my voice and that kind of thing. So when I got to college, I did Mizzou for a year and a half. Oh, I didn't I did, know that. I, yep, I was a Gamma 5-8. I did I did a little really? stint there. I was a tiger hostess.
0: Really? Yes,
1: for, like, a good three months. <laughs>
0: so so what, what year? And now i got to ask what year So is that, that or... was
1: 2000 to 2003, or All 2002 right. to 2003, I think.
0: All
1: right. Um, so I was there for, like, a year and a half, and then I went to Central Missouri State, and decided i liked uh radio and film and why'd I,
0: you why'd you leave missouri
1: um i wasn't sure it wasn't necessarily wanting to do journalism i was wanting to do more like film study and stuff so i found central missouri state was close and inexpensive and, and it had a radio and film program so i went there for a year and decided i wanted to do mostly film so then i was like well you got to go to webster university if you want to do film uh-huh. they've got such a great program there so i moved home to st louis and went to webster and i just posted out on myspace you remember those bulletins that would pop up on the side, Absolutely. like, hey, I'm, I'm a receptionist at a hair salon part time. I don't love it. Like, it does, is there anything else out there? Um, and I guess I skipped over the fact that when I was in Warrensburg, I uh, worked one year at a radio station, but it was all, you know, like voice tracked, it was all pre recorded. Yeah. None of it was live. And I did weekends. And Warrensburg is so small. So I think I'm talking to like 50 people yeah. at any one time. Um, so I posted on MySpace, I needed a job. And um, one of my friends had worked for The Point and was like, hey, I heard you did radio, you know, a while back. What do you think about applying? So I did. And I got the job doing promotions. They literally hired me to do like five to 10 hours a week, like handing out stickers. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Tommy Madden, the program director, had found out that I'd done on-air stuff, albeit all recorded and in a very small station and said, do you want to be on the air here? And I said, yep. And then he put me in with Rizzuto, who trained me two days. And then.
0: No, on the radio. Way. Had, now, that's a pretty had, significant had, yeah. thing there because no you got stickers mm-hmm. to being on. Now, were you on with Rizzuto um, or were no, you just was, training with him? I was training
1: with him. He did middays at the time. He was the music director. Um, okay. Johnny Fandango had the Fandango experiment in the morning, and Tom and Jeff did the afternoon. All right. Um, so I started on Friday nights, and then I moved from there to Sunday mornings, and then from Sunday mornings to middays, middays to afternoons, and here I am. So. And that's
0: the station you grew up listening to. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yes. My brother is five years older than me, and I think. I just thought, like, he was the coolest thing on the planet. Like, I wanted to be, do, listen to everything that that was him. And he drove me to school, so he'd drive me to school every day listening to The Point. I'm like, what is this? I just remember asking him, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's The Urge. This is The Point. It's rock music, but it's, like, it's new rock music. It's not like what Dad listens to. And I was like, <laughs> this is great. So it was, like, right when Compact Disc came out, so he was popping bush at me <laughs> and, and Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and Rage Against the Machine. I was like, this is way cooler than what my friends are listening to. But, of course, I still wanted to fit in <laughs> in high school. So I was like, So nah. were your
0: friends listening to, it so we're talking about late 90s, I guess, yeah. what were your friends listening to at Parkway Central then? I know. Oh, my what God. Would, no. What would it have been like? Would it have been? Would, no, were, it was high definitely Britney Spears. Like, yeah, no, Britney Spears, Spears and NSYNC and, oh and Backstreet so Boys. So
1: much Dave Matthews band. Just like a yeah. lot of Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Like, I feel like every time he came to town, it was like a national holiday at high school for everybody to get out their hacky sacks. <laughs> and, like, get
0: ready to go. <laughs> Have a full Woodstock yeah, moment. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So I've definitely, it was funny because I would listen to that stuff at home, but I didn't, like, outwardly put any of that out into the world at, at Parkway Central because I wanted to kind of... That's know, interesting. Island, so people in and,
0: and Parkway Central weren't listening to, like, what, what's on the I'm sure they were, seven?
1: just not in my friend group. Really? Yeah. Mm. But then again, I was... I was in, like, the theater and choir department, so I was doing jazz hands and show choir and, like, singing and dancing and doing all that stuff. So we were into show tunes and stuff.
0: <laughs> now, the first time you get a chance to be on the air at The Point, are you, like, super nervous or were yes. you, like, cool? I was okay. terrible.
1: I found—I literally found an air check from what Aren't must have are Aren't they the worst?
0: Oh, Aren't they the worst?
1: I was trying to be Delilah, like, so it's slow, really... 105.7 The Point, it's a sh- my shuffle weekend, like— I remember sitting in my air check with Rizzuto and him being like, you sound like you're trying to get people to fall asleep. Like you're, You also sound like you've been smoking for 15 years and that you're on a bunch of Xanax. Like, girl, this is not who you are. Like, you have to be yourself. It took years to feel like, you know, they say that with comedy, too. I guess they say that you, like, kind of emulate the people that you like at first when you get started till you find your own voice. But and you're a take big you. Delilah fan. Yeah, barely All those
0: requests, man. <laughs> late at
1: night, I'd be calling in. <laughs> she was one of the females in radio that you could like latch on to, though. But isn't sure.
0: that amazing? And I don't know if it would get annoying that you get asked about it. Or you don't, but when I think about it, it's like there aren't a whole lot no. of... And that, that's weird to me. I don't yeah. know why. Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. We're coming up. There's more of us, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I got my start at the same time as Learn from KC95. Both of us started in the promotions department, same as Tony Patrico. We all started.
0: Is I didn't know that. We really. all started
1: handing out stickers and, um, you know, Muscle milk outside of gas stations and stuff. Uh, so she and I started at the same time. And I remember. Now
0: were you friends going into it or just coincidentally yeah. happened to be there? We,
1: when, we, when we met working there, we were like, oh, female and radio? Yes. Uh-huh. And we're both real driven and real active. And she was Keishi. And I had the point. We uh-huh. all kind of had our had our vibe. But I remember thinking, like, Katie Cruz was on Keishi. Yeah. And she was like it, like the. That was it for us. And she was also on K Hit. So she was like the female on air. And when she got let go, it was just, we just. No female on the air in this building. This just felt so wrong. I think Dana Lash was doing her show um, on 97. one, where Dave Glover is. But there's just there wasn't any real female presence. And I remember the women from back in the day. I can remember from Jeff, Trish and Tom. And I, uh. you know, and I remember hearing them. Um, but. When I got my full-time midday gig, it was just me. And then a month later, Lauren got her full-time gig middays over at Casey. And we were like, yeah, <laughs> chicks on radio. And now here we are, two, I guess, on our second year of having now 96.3 in the building. And that's when we brought forth a female-oriented station. Because obviously we're kind of marketing to men right. 18 to 25 or 25 to 54 based on what age demographics. So I think it's that we're just talking to men. So they figure men talk better to men, but it turns out men are okay hearing me. Yeah, (laughs) And it turns out we have like almost exactly half women listening to the point. Also, there's what we didn't realize, especially now with new research is that there's a lot of women who listen to the point, especially the Rizzuto show, especially the Rizzuto show. There's so many women who listen. So it's, you know, I feel like they're able to relate. And then the men either see me as their next door neighbor or their sister, you know what I mean? And that's, that's cool too. And there's a lot more respect. um, That respect thing
0: I was going to ask, do you get, I mean, I would imagine it's inevitable you're going to get creepy requests. What oh is, my god!
1: The email I got. The, where's my Do you phone? have it? It is so. It is so good. And this is recent. Like, like two days ago. Oh,
0: wonderful! Oh this is breaking news. I like this. I like when we have breaking news. This is on this so show.
1: Embar- like. Oh no! I feel so terrible. No,
0: it's fine. I think this I think person this is the didn't perfect give me place. their real
1: name. I don't think so.
0: Well, so what was it? Was it, he's asking you out?
1: Uh, n- he has a request. <laughs> 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 uh, his email address is Tickler.
0: Oh no! Is this Jay Randolph Jr.? Because this gonna be a know. whole thing now. Now we have an expose.
1: Uh, it says hello, as they always say. Longtime listener, first time caller. You're incredible on the air, for real. So glad to have you back. I've always enjoyed listening to you. Your laugh is infectious. So much joy. That's where things get weird. Okay. I've always wondered if you're ticklish. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Scale of one to ten, how ticklish are your feet? Mm. Second paragraph. Hey, one in four guys has a thing for feet. I absolutely respect you. And I'm more curious than anything else. F off, buddy, would probably be deserved. So I don't want to add to the pile of negative experiences you've had in your life. But if all willing, I'd love to hear from you. Keep rocking your airwaves and stealing our hearts.
0: Oh, my God. Yep. And so when are you I guys going to be? I got that
1: Thursday, meet? the night before my birthday. I, I, <laughs> I, I, like, literally read that at midnight on my birthday, too. And I was, like, texting it to everybody. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I, I, I just think that's funny. Actually, that's like the that is such a respectful way to yeah. ask. What if I if I was into toe tickling and feet tickling? That would be the kind of email I would want. Like, he's so polite. He's obviously not he's not inappropriate. And it's like, I don't feel grossed out about my feet. So it's not like he's asking for a private show. He's not even asking for photos. He just wants to know, want am to I be- in fact ticklish on a scale of one to ten? So like maybe I got to get somebody. I got to get somebody in the studio to tickle my feet so I can find out. I don't know.
0: Oh, my you know? God. Do you get mean-spirited emails or texts or tweets because you are a female on the radio?
1: Um, Not so much because I'm a female. I remember we used to have a texting system where people could literally just immediately text on their phone. It would pop up right in front of us. And I'd get a lot of weird, like, how many dicks did you suck to get this job or whatever. And it's like, no, I have my degree. I had a year of experience. I've now been here six years. I worked my way up the chain, literally answering phones at the front desk and cleaning out the point trucks, like, I, I did the yeah, work. You put in your time. I put I put in the work, but that's you know that's the that chick. She's the only chick there, and it must be something. That must be how it happens. And so now
0: that's that's super.
1: Yeah, I mean the the c word would come out. I can't I can't even do it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like <laughs> yeah, that's the sacred curse. Yeah, word. you know
1: what I mean. That's like. That's not even on the seven deadly list. That's yeah, on the, that's,
0: that's above or below, depending, yeah, on, depending on where you're looking at Depending on it. your perspective. Now, you went from 105.7. After how many years were you on mid, uh, midday slash afternoons, then went to afternoons? I
1: was, um, let's see, I started in May of 2007, so I was just shy of my 10-year ah, anniversary. Yeah. Because wow. they started in December of uh, 2017, okay. over on now.
0: And when that whole thing comes to, I imagine Tommy, yeah. we both know, mm-hmm. Tommy comes in and says, hey, I have an idea. I yeah. assume I'm, I'm just Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly okay. what it looks all like. Right. And <laughs> and so, <laughs> you've been in radio long uh, enough, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know the program. And I, and I don't know what your circumstance is, was contract-wise yeah. and all of that stuff. And he says, I got an idea. Now, you're doing one thing that I'd immediately think of, of course, A, money, but B, yeah. I got to get up now. It, oh, man. And that's, for me, I'm kind of used to it. And yeah. And I live two minutes from here, so it's
1: perfect gold.
0: but. And I remember from talking with Tommy over the years, morning drive, really morning drive starts at either five or six, depending. Mm-hmm. Ours is at six. Six. Yeah. Okay. So but you're But you thinking, get there earlier. Yeah.
1: Waking up. I was waking up at about 3.30 a.m. Oh, oh,
0: God. So when he comes to you with that idea, what goes on in your mind? What are you thinking? Oh, man.
1: Well, it was it was a huge jump, or it seemed like it was going to be a huge jump for me first because of the format. Um, I've been in alternative my entire radio career for the most part, um, and it's my favorite type of music, so I'm just lucky. That doesn't happen. We know that doesn't happen. There are people in country radio whose favorite is, like, hip-hop and R&B. It's all over the place. But for me to get to be in my genre and it's like—and to have built this audience. So when he says, do you want to move over to this brand-new station? You know, we don't have the ratings set up yet, you know, because we're so new. And there's also 12 other top 40 stations or stations that are playing Ed Sheeran and Adele and stuff like— and you want to get up in the morning and now you're going to talk with somebody else because I've been in a studio by, by yourself, myself, which is so, you know, like even I'm sure I'm stepping on your toes all the time because I'm still not totally used to the patience of waiting for somebody else to speak and vice versa. And how long are they and my ideas and your ideas? Um, but when he was like, I've got Tim Convey, I was like, oh, wait, I know, Tim. I. Um, And he's so funny. And what he had done on Comedy Central, I was so excited to be a part of that. And the idea of being creative was so exciting and building something new. And having done Palms and Dance, I was like, okay, I can get down with some of this like pop music in the morning. Mm -hmm. They play it a lot more often than the alternative songs. (laughs) So I'd hear Justin Bieber like three times in a four hour span, (laughs) which is a lot to get used to. Um, But I thought the morning was going to be a lot of, you know, much of a challenge to get up that early. And truthfully, I kind of, Melted right into it pretty well, uh-huh. and now I'm like a morning person. I absolutely love it. I would have never imagined that would be the case, but now I'm, my body wakes me up at like eight, and that's like sleeping in.
0: Wow. Yeah. But well, how was the getting up at three thirty thing? Oh,
1: that was tough. Yeah. You just. I guess. What used time would you go it. to bed? Um, like eight or nine. That's the worst. Is not getting up. The worst is like all the adult things you don't do. All the concerts I couldn't go to. No. All the, you know, charity nights or things going just going to the movies on a Wednesday night or something like that. If you go to a movie anytime past like seven yeah you're screwed, <laughs> you're screwed. You're screwed yeah. like oh guns and roses like i really want to go see them but i
0: <laughs> I've also want to sleep and i can't yeah
1: well, i can't function that well in the morning anyway
0: <laughs> but i i saw tim i've i know tim i don't i don't know him yeah. as well as you do but i saw him we were at uh, Artie lang show
1: oh man yes in march i loved your experience i read your experience oh, about yeah. that by the way i went to the show after you i went to the late night oh, show did you?
0: yeah how about that with I mean, because the we day were, he got busted. You guys
1: had him, right? Yeah. Okay, he canceled our interview and we were like, oh man, this, this is such a bummer because we're just such huge fans.
0: So he was gonna do your show in the morning yeah. as well. He was
1: supposed to physically really? be on site at a bar with us on St. Patrick's Day.
0: That's right. That was St. Patrick's Day. Which was day. such a
1: which was such a nutty thing in the he first was, place. Yeah, he was supposed to be in studio
0: well, now that you say this, Lush. Yeah, he was supposed and, to be in studio with us. And then yeah. I'm kinda like, oh god, but I I did his show in New York with him a couple of nights, so I've gotten to know his producer, yes. Dan Filato. And Falato texted me, he goes, hey, he's not going to make it. I go, go figure, already flaking, you know, par for the course. And he goes, but he still wants to call in. He still wants to call in. I'm like, oh, now, you know, it's like... It's like if we were doing this interview with you over the phone, totally different Colin, vibe. Yeah. I mean, you know the deal with yeah. interviewing bands.
1: Collins are just not the same. They're, they're just, just not, not the same.
0: same. So I'm like, we'll take it. I mean, what else are we going to do? So I guess he no showed you as yeah as yeah well. he, yeah. So you didn't he, have him on at all then.
1: No, and we hadn't heard what had happened or anything. So well, was, that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, it like so, broke
0: at like twelve that afternoon. Yeah,
1: we were t- Tim and I were walking back from our broadcast. He lives, you know, right down the street from there. So we were walking through Dogtown, <laughs> and he gets a text message, and he's like, "Oh, you're not going to believe this." And I'm like, "Well, I guess you're still performing tonight." And I was like, well, "I'm definitely." Definitely going to, you know, sack up and go. I've been yeah. drinking all morning, but let's do this. Let's keep it going. Oh, my God. I'm so, and I'm so glad you had such a good experience. That
0: it yeah. Was... I mean, I, you know, it's a it's a double-edged sword with him because of all the people I've worked with, he's the quickest mind. And I've worked with some—I mm-hmm. still work with the incredibly quick minds. He's so quick. But, like, when I did a show with him in New York, and it's on TV. Yeah. He fell asleep in the middle of a segment oh. while we, were, we actually had David Freeze on, of all things. Oh God!
1: Oh. So we're on oh, nationally. Oh, new Papa David. Yeah, it's your guy, right? Yeah, it's my boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> him and his wife here
1: my goodies. I love them.
0: What he's in Austin
1: now? Yeah. Yeah. Just had just had his baby. I know it. Baby, baby, Khan. right? Yeah.
0: I'm so happy so for So cute. Him. Me too. Oh my God! It seems like he's got married
1: to Parkway Central. Oh, is that grad. Parkway is that She Parkway Central. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, did climbing.
0: you know her before? I right? knew
1: her brother. Her really? brother was closer to my age. She's a little bit younger than I am. And then we all went to Mizzou together. And kind he of seems that, like, like he's
0: so happy.
1: He is, I mean, totally a new human. I mean, yeah. it's funny. I don't know if he is happier now or, th- no, he's happier now than he was when he After was he World bo- Series. Yeah. yeah. This is like true happiness for that dude. So great. I can't
0: wait. I assume I'll have him in here. Yeah. And I can't wait. His
1: family, I mean, they're also, their family's supposed to live here. so yeah. come
0: back. So I was texting with one of his buddies, and he said, no, he's going to stay in Austin because they just had the baby for Thanksgiving, but maybe Christmas. I mm-hmm. said, all right. Because I mean, they did that feature on him about yeah. like, all the shit he was going through, and I had no idea. hmm and now, how, like, especially, how do you say her name? Is it Marin? Marin. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. How she's like.
1: She's had that effect on my life, too. Honest to God, she gave me this book and it's changed my world. I swear. She's like. What a, is she
0: like, the healer or something? Yeah, she's like, like a
1: giant deal? light ball of energy. It's amazing. Uh, oh, my God. What's know. the book she gave you? I know. um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle.
0: Well, now I gotta read <laughs> you this. You gotta now. read it. All right. We, we're official <laughs> book, Change in lives. A book book recommendations. Well, with Artie. Dim's Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> with Artie, he's so talented, but then you. God, he's got. I mean, it's. I've never met anybody with like the talent, but then also the demons. Right. And so that happened to take place.
1: Do you feel like sometimes those are so directly related? Like yes. the amount of talent is also like directly related to so the amount often. of demons they've Cause, overcome cause or because it happens something?
0: in music, it happens with mm-hmm. actors, it happens with actresses. A lot oh, of yeah. times it'll happen with athletes, even though they're sick talent. I mean, hell, you're talking about Freeze. Right. Freeze was battling. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I Makes me why feel like I is. should be battling something more. Or I'm not going to get <laughs> make, where I really want to go. Guys, we need to, we need to something
1: needs to go down. No, I'm just kidding. Knock on wood. Happy but, life.
0: <laughs> but but already but came in. I was sitting there, and I think Tim was already in there. Um, And he comes in. I go, oh, my God. He looked. Just. Oh, my God. I mean, and Tim had to do the intro for yep. him. And yep. Like, and I had seen Artie do the night I did the show with him in New York. I did two nights with him. And he and his fiance at the time took me and my wife. To Gotham Comedy in Midtown, and he's doing the show, and it's like it's like why it's like watching Carlin. It's effortless but brilliant. It's just And it, the timing is perfect.
1: Anything that he said where he deviated from what you could tell was his normal set was just spot on too. Yeah. His like ad-libbing, anything that was just off the cuff was so good. And he was so genuine too. I'm sure he did this during your show, but he talked about, thank you for being here. I know today's yeah. a weird day, and thanks yeah. for supporting me. And you know, I think the audience is half like, maybe you shouldn't be here, maybe you should be going to get any help, but also Maybe you should be here to get this out because this is what helps you with your demons. Like there was a, the audience was very into it. Yes, and, and, they're into supportive. Him. Yeah. and I think that's
0: why he gets a million chances because he's such an endearing yes.
1: person. Well, I want him to keep Like, I just want him to keep going oh, and keep my doing God. it.
0: So I'm, so I'm driving back from the show and I get a text from Folato and I know Artie, but I mean, very, you know, very yeah. periphery. And he goes, Hey, Artie really wants to see you. Can you come back to the hotel? I'm going, what kind of weird uh-uh.
1: ass. <laughs> did you did you do it? You should have done it. Did you do it? Please tell me you did it.
0: So I'm driving. <laughs> you know, you know what I wanted, Lux? You know what I was on my mind? I'm uh-huh. by myself because my wife, uh, Marie, Marie's pregnant at the time. She wasn't with me. And all I wanted to do was stop by Steak and shake and go home and hang <laughs> yes! out with my pregnant wife. Right? That's and I'm right there. Like, I'm li- at 270 and 44. I'll make a left, and I'm there, and so now we close. look close. And I get that, and I go, I got to fucking I, go you back. You have to. You got to go back. You have to. I do think it's odd, though, that Artie wants to see you in his hotel room, you know. Probably because he can't be seen at the bar. <laughs> He's like, he, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, what in the world is this? And I don't have Tim's, I don't think I had Convy's number. Yeah. So I'm like, are you in the hotel room? Or is this like a one-on-one <laughs> yeah, experience? Right, like- <laughs> and what am I being asked to do? Because I didn't know that was, you know, if that's the way, didn't you know. know but I did know guys felt
1: that way when they get that uh, after show invite. Girls, uh, yeah. we always yeah, feel like, Norm McDonald's like, do you want to come hang out here later? I'm like, no. <laughs> I like you very much, but no. <laughs>
0: yeah, You know where he's you going. You know what's
1: going on there. I'm
0: going, okay. <laughs> I mean, if this, if he hadn't had the TMZ, and I'm, people are listening to this and they might not be aware, he was arrested or there was a warrant filed for mm-hmm. him getting busted at the Hoboken or at New York, I believe. Yeah. Busted at Hoboken with, uh, I believe it was heroin, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it came out while he was in St. Louis on St. Paddy. Going to do your yep. show, did our show and did that comedy show. It's funny. One.
1: Like, Tim's going to perform with him oh like, my oh, Tim. God.
0: Yeah, it might not be happening. He, he's
1: like, make sure you, you get a photo of me <laughs> shaking his hand. I, I made it. I was like, I got you a gift, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'll make this like it's a move. I want this to be burned in history forever that you that you opened for him on the night that he got it was like, like uh, he got
0: bust. he was all over TMZ. I'm going, oh, my God. But now. So if it was just a normal night, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit stake and shake. I'll yeah. catch up with him later on. But I'm like, God, does he actually, because he's in a city that he's not, you know, regular in. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to talk to somebody. And even though we only hung out a couple of nights and did a couple of shows together, and it was a few years ago, I feel like I got to be there for yeah. him, you know? So I turn around, I head back up to Westport, and I go in there. And then there's like four dudes just hanging out in his hotel room. You
1: walk in. There's <laughs> like, like
0: random was it silent? Guys, was there music playing? It, it, no. What was the Ar- lighting no, like? No. Artie was in his. It was. It was a suite at what is it? Well, it's where you guys have the. Uh, yeah, New the Year's Westport, West, thing. West yes. Sheridan Chalet. Right. Yes. So he has a suite, and there's like four guys, one of whom I knew was a really big fan. So I'm thinking, how the hell did he get in mm-hmm. here? I mean, good, but odd that yeah. he's in there. You the other is <laughs> Yes, exactly. or, or more. Yep. <laughs> there's producer. Uh mm-hmm. then another guy I didn't recognize at all and now it's me and now my like, god what am I doing? I was thinking already needed to talk to somebody. Yeah, like eh. and, and now I don't know what I'm doing. Now you're entertaining the whole party because you know if
1: if you're the radio person in the room,
0: it falls on you. (laughs) And it's like they're watching NCAA tournament. Nobody's talking. I'm like, this is the fucking worst. (laughs) 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 This is the fucking worst. No, but
1: it's the greatest (laughs) story in the (laughs) world.
0: Why why did I? Why did I come back here uh, for this thing? So I. So he then. I mean, after 20 minutes, he pops out of the bedroom. I mean. He wore a hat. If you remember, I assume that mm-hmm. yeah. that's the show you yep. saw. He wore a hat. He did, yeah. But he came in and he looked like like one of the portraits of the founding fathers. That's, right. what, he, that's what he reminded me no. of. So he had the hat on, he had like oh, a card hat on backwards. He goes, Hey, buddy, thanks for coming back. When are you going to be in New York again? Oh. I'm going to have you up for the show. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get dinner. We'll do the show. You know, my place right there in Hoboken. I do oh, the podcast. Poor guy. You know, I really like doing your show. You just kind of do a long form interview. That's really what I like doing. Uh, how are you doing? Everything good with that's your wife? That's a really wife? good impression, is this by good? The way? Yeah, is this that's good? really
1: good. I feel I like see. I'm with our Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> this <laughs> and, is like I'm getting the good? interview I never <laughs> had. Thank you. I've
1: been missing it since he copped out on us on St. Patty's Day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you know, cool. Then he's like, hey, when we get a picture, we'll put it up on the Twitter account. We, uh, Dan, get a picture real quick. We'll get a picture, Tim. Good. Thanks for yes. seeing you. This, <laughs> and I'm like alright that, that's all you want I mean do you yes, really want this? You to want me you're like cut that steak e- and shake my wife you sounds so good right I now <laughs> alright I mean I, I thought I was gonna do a good deed I'm like <sighs> my god I could say cause I grow, grew up You grew up listening to The Point with your brother. I grew up listening to Stern. Oh, yeah. I'm a total Stern light ripoff on 590. That's Uh all this thing is. Uh It's some sports sprinkled (laughs) in like 3% of the time. And so Artie to me is like the guy because he was the I always say Howard was the one, Mm -hmm. Robin was the two, and Artie was the three. And he's like the greatest three of all time. Yes. But on his show, Mm -hmm. he was playing the role of the one. Interesting. He he yeah. wasn't necessarily
1: Hey, man, alone. I was a point guard. I'm not a shooting guard. I'm not going to dunk anytime soon. But if you want me to dribble between my legs and pass it over, I got it. You know what I mean? Like everybody plays their role.
0: Get a lot of people saying how much they're enjoying the podcast, which is super cool. And I know that sounds awfully self-indulgent, but I have a point. I have a point outside of being self-indulgent. And the point is, if you enjoy the podcast, as I've said, this it's not really a threat. It's just being honest. Uh, if it doesn't make money, it's not something that I'm doing as a hobby because we are... You know, as you can imagine, it's a business. Uh, and so you gotta support the sponsors. In, in order for the podcast to continue, that's the name of the game. Uh people jump on board as sponsors, and then those who do, the listeners, go out of their way to support the sponsors. Because if the thing isn't making money and I'm losing money on the deal, then there will be no more podcasts and I'll just go back to uh doing TMA. Uh, 100% of the time. So that that's that's the reason why I include that, because we're getting such great feedback on the show, whether it be the interviews, uh, people like the questions in the audience, not as much positive feedback on picking and groaning, and I think that has to do with just how horrible producer Joe and I are picking games. So uh, really, I'm lucky that I'm not getting hate mail on that. But uh, James Carlton jumped on board from the outset. Uh, James Carlton, uh, State Farm Insurance agent of the James Carlton agency and, and I bring this up because this this is what it gets down to with insurance you could go to 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 damn near anybody couldn't you you got to get it so it's not like I'm saying hey are you interested in hair transplants this, this is something that you got to get so why not give somebody who isn't just like a guy who loves the show this is somebody who has built a business and has done so with incredible reviews And awards. So it's not like I'm recommending something where I'm kind of like, yeah, if you could give this person a call just because they're on board advertising. You can look it up yourself and see the success James and his team have had. He's a local guy right there in Webster Groves, and he has prided himself on customer service. Does he quote-unquote need to have the size of staff he has? I don't know. I think many insurance agents do it. For a lot less, but he does it so that the customer service is second to none and it separates him from everybody else. And that's the point I want to drive home. Support the sponsors. Give it a run. 314-961-4800. Just see, just see. 90% of homeowners in Missouri escrow their premium with their mortgage and have no idea what they're paying or what they're covered for. Call James today to protect your biggest asset. In fact, Go to his website right now and check him out at carltoninsurance.net. And then you, you search him on Facebook and it's like people are through Google reviews. They're just like, this is an incredible experience. And I personally I just, I'm like, I don't know how you can get that excited about getting insurance. It must be pretty good. And that speaks to why James and his staff have had the success and the awards that they have had. James Carlton, State Farm Insurance 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net.
1: I played sports once and again.
0: Did you? Because I thought Seeing you tweeted sports. out something like a few weeks ago, like a yeah. par- playing basketball yeah. Parkway Central.
1: Yeah, I was captain of the varsity basketball team. Look at you. Team. Oh, my junior year. <laughs> I, I started playing varsity uh, my sophomore year. I loved basketball. I played for Parkway South um, growing up, the Little Lady Patriots. It was like such a great feeder program. Uh, my dad was the varsity like assistant coach for Parkway South high school really? women's basketball at the time. Um, and I, they had their varsity team when I was in middle school was like 32, two and two. Like they were just, how the um, hell they have a tie to just, uh, they were just amazing. I think it was a tournament tournament. Oh, okay. Like some sort of, was it like, Bourgeois? I don't know. We were at some weird know. tournament. Situation. Uh, you
0: know what? That was a terrible question.
1: Terrible situation. <laughs> Anyhow, they're, they're really amazing team. And I remember like, Oh God, I'm going to play basketball for this team. Then we moved and I joined Parkway central and, and not to, uh, to them at all but it wasn't they didn't have a feeder program the basketball coach had only played soccer um so she had athletic uh, skills but, but just like this bad. wasn't her sport so if you were captain you had to have some game i did at one point now i feel like i pick up a basketball and it's like the worst <laughs> especially like any guy who's been like oh let's hoop and i'm like yeah let's hoop and then i'm like oh i'm really bad actually you guys know my friend patrick blair Right. Yes. I feel Patrick, like I do. He, yeah. I yeah. 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 He, he yeah, did a work, show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in and around. Yes. That's the building. correct. That's, that's correct. Um, I remember him being like, "Let's hoop together." I'm like, "I'm gonna just straight dominate." You know, I was a point guard, so I can't play one on one with anybody because I'm looking to pass to no <laughs> one that's there. So, you just... and so I haven't since. It's been years. I like can't.
0: Did, were you good enough to like that you were looking at college to
1: play? Um, I thought I would go to like a Division three or something. I thought like, but then I decided I didn't want to play sports in college. I wanted to have the like the college experience. And after working as a tiger hostess for a small while. Um, for the Mizzou football program, being a college athlete is just, if you don't love that sport, like, love it, it's not worth Miserable. it. Miserable. Because yeah. it's just so much. It's so much. There's, all, you, I mean, I'm talking to you guys. Who yeah, know I know. You, know I mean? you guys like, see
0: the Tiger Hostess side because I'm always curious what that Tiger Hostess
1: Yeah. I did a lot of, lot of um, tours for parents, a lot of parent tours, yeah. showing them exactly all the facilities and what kind of amenities were available to the students, basically telling them why their, why their students would choose to choose. Mizzou, if then Mizzou chooses them for You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those, like, like, kind of like a fraternity or sorority. Yeah, if they yeah, choose yeah. you first, you better choose them, too, like, kind of thing.
0: So you were Gamma Phi. How hmm you, you don't strike me as the sorority I type. I know.
1: It was a weird year and a half. Yeah. It was, no. <laughs> it was really fun. I liked. I mean, I just, I came out of Parkway Central and just really wanted to, you know, that you're so young and you want to fit in and you just want to do what everyone else is doing. Like, yeah. 60 kids from my graduating class went to Mizzou, so I just went where everyone else went. Yeah. And all the girls before me had done sororities, so I just went ahead and joined in, and I really enjoyed it, and I made a lot of friends, and I had a good time, but the school was so big and so massive. Yeah. And I loved going to Central Missouri, which was smaller, and then when I went to Webster, it was even smaller still, and I realized that my learning style, I just needed smaller smaller classes. Yeah, that makes less- sense. After school activities,
0: <laughs> maybe. What cocktail lounges did yeah, you hit right? when you were in Columbia? Isn't that
1: funny to think that it was like called like was it it was Big Ten back then, but now big it's campus tw- bar, Big, big 12, and Twelve, right? Now it's like campus bar, campus and bar and grill,
0: and, grill which, and now they have like Vegas esque, not Vegas, yeah, like, but big, like clubs, clubs. like a, like they were the not living clubs. room or something like that. That didn't and happen when I was there. bottle service, no, and like Ezekiel Elliott hangs out there when he's in. That, the, I mean, it's like I'm like, what the I, hell, like. We were excited when I the just remember tonic video being Dart very burger. small, and
1: then tonic became this big giant, like, it's, it's, yeah, like, I like, yeah, it
0: became a rooftop bar. There's like
1: all this glass, and I'm like, what is this? It's this like a real college place <laughs> now. When I, went, when I went here, it's like he went to Booches for lunch, and then you, like, if, yeah. you know what and I mean, bitch like they didn't Harpo's, have fries. You, know? <laughs> you know, like, field house, like, just. God, that what that was the club Fieldhouse? Like, was the club back then?
0: But I, I but I hear tell that it is again. Is it really? Yes, it like goes in cycles. Like, oh, Fieldhouse is easy oh, we, to get into. We'll go to Fieldhouse now. Fieldhouse is really tough to get into now. Oh, fieldhouse is easy to get in.
1: You know, Tim Convy went there too, yes. right? Zoo, and he was a Sigma Chi, and he, he was a Sigma Chi. Yes, and he oh, just, I was a Sigma Chi. Yeah, what? He but were I, you, I, guys, I, you guys, you guys, and brother Brad Pitt, it, like, <laughs> just all together. All Louis I was Sigma famous kid, so that men. That shows
0: how God, <laughs> that's awful. Then that, how old is he? I, I would guess he's thirty-six. 36 yeah. All right. Yeah. How na- so I get, I Just met him the first time, and it was such a weird—it was a Cardinal Spring training game, and he was so nice. He,
1: the nicest. He's the
0: nicest dude. All right? Nice. And I had never met him before, and this is probably like four or five years ago, and one of my friends—and he's a Priory guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough upbringing. Yep.
1: Uh, yep. <laughs> he's like oh, educated by monks. I'm like, okay.
0: So it's a, a bunch of guys of I know—or and, 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 it's one guy I know, and then Tim's there, and he goes, hey, I'm a Sigma Chi. Uh— whatever and then they like texted me afterwards and like hey man your wife's really hot and I'm like okay thank you know what a, what a weird <laughs> what a what a weird thing to just have happen you know I mean what a weird thing but that wasn't Tim for the record no. and then I saw him a couple months later at this guy's wedding and he goes hey I just wanted to let you know I'm getting into comedy and I'd love to come on the show to kind of like and I'm like oh absolutely I remember meeting yeah. you you know, at the Cardinal game where your buddies were making a play on my right. <laughs> but whatever. And then I, you know, then he went out to L.A. and he mm-hmm. worked with Nikki? Did he work? Yeah, that he, he okay. produced
1: and um, wrote on the Nikki Gillespie program. Right. But it's like, I mean, he's been in, I feel like that dude's had so many lives, like cat lives being in Ludo. That's how right. I met him through Ludo. And then he started i um, doing management stuff for one of my favorite artists, Kay Flay. So when she was always tweet about her, she's St. Louis I or do you, love just, do you just love her? No, I just love her. Okay. She's Chicago. Uh, but then through the Bay mostly, but I'm just a huge fan of hers. And so he was like, came through with her. And once he's like, Oh yeah, I'm managing. I'm repping her or whatever. I'm like, okay. So then he, every time she'd come in town, he would be with her. So, like, I would meet him at Point Fest, at Ludo, and Point Fest is Ludo, and then he came with K-Fly, so I've met him a bazillion times over the years. But then when he was like, oh, I went to Mizzou, he used to bartend, or used to DJ at George's. Oh, by my George's. God, yes. Yes, the place where you'd go and take yeah. your fake ID, and then you'd pass it back to your sorority sister, and then somebody would, like, peel oh, off their- what there, a and, like,
0: creep factory that was. Because
1: you'd get, like, the girls would go in from, like, 9 to 10, and it was, like, open bar for women, and then the men would be allowed sure. in after oh, 10 o'clock.
0: A- Bunch of creeps. Just the I mean, probably that Just, guy who emailed you. I bet yeah. he was there every night. Tom the
1: Foot declare. I was like, I didn't know his name. It's Tom. Tommy. Tommy I so instantly pointed Tommy. it out.
0: <laughs> oh, God. So you're doing mornings now. You're getting up at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And that, that wound up going on for 10 months. Why did you Why did you change back? Or am I talking to Inside Baseball and it was a whole thing?
1: No, it's... um. Or was
0: it your choice? What was going on?
1: Well, my boss came to me. It was more of Is his... It Tommy? idea. Tommy? Yeah, it was okay. more his idea. Um, I think... They missed whatever I brought to the point
0: was. Well, you got missing a huge over following. There. I
1: did. I really did. And I think
0: people were Some people were pissed when you were making that movie. You know
1: what? I constantly got people like, I really miss you over the point. Like, I, I try and get up and listen to you in the mornings, but the music isn't really there for me, like that kind of thing. And um, I think I was kind of there to help, I think, transition Tim a little bit. Yeah. He is, he literally has every skill to be like the perfect radio, but he hadn't done radio necessarily. Right. So, for me and him to get to work together because he has the skills that I didn't have, um, writing segments, bits, jokes. Like, those are things that I had never done before as a solo DJ. Just open the mic and talk, and if something funny comes out, swell, And not. <laughs> probably most of the time, yes. Probably a lot more of that, but he's he had all those skills. So for me to just be able to give him the board skills and, like, some of the radio knowledge, then he could kind of move on. He's going to do that on his own, and then I can go back and do my thing at the point. So I think... I think it's gotta be the people up above me playing chess, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean radio, at least at our company, is a very team sport situation. And I just feel like, okay, do you need me on the varsity team? Do you need me in J V? Do you need mm-hmm. me to, do you need me to move, you know, what position do you want me in? And it's like it's um there's no lose. Yeah. Like he was why, like, why, Hey, do you wanna go back to the point? And I was like, Sure. I mean, sure. like, do you want me to have my, do I want to create a morning show or do you want to create your afternoon show? Do you want to have awesome job A or awesome job B? Uh, I'll it, take both. They're amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm my experience to be there. with
0: Emmys, for real, has uh, been so positive, right? whether it be at the very, very top with John mm-hmm. back, oh, or, so yeah, or Tommy, Becky, whomever, I'm not intentionally not listing people. It's no. just who I have had my most yeah. uh, conversations with. And it's a great Great place. And that's what, when Glover was in here, he was saying the same kind of things. He's had opportunities, and he just really likes yeah worked with. So you've been there for 10 years. He'd been yep. there for 17 years. I
1: remember meeting Tommy the Boss the first year I was working there. Is that what he goes
0: by, Tommy the Boss? That's
1: what, that's what we call him on the air. We <laughs> all call him Tommy the Boss. <laughs> Especially if we're getting in trouble.
0: We're like, oh, Tommy the Boss is mad.
1: So he, was, I was doing a, um, I was being promo girl for Tom and Jeff out at Redbirds. Do you remember Redbirds? Like, Yes,
0: the, like off like 70 or 270? Yeah, it's like
1: off there. Yeah, so I was out there for some sort of Cardinals broadcast, and— he came up to me and he was like, oh, you're in the new promo girl. And stuff." She's like, so what kind of stuff do you want to do in radio? And I was like, well, I'd love to have my own show someday. Like, I really like talking on the radio. I like um, talking to people. I like communicating with people. Um, so I'd like to do that. And he's like, you know, I think if you really work hard and you keep your ego in check and you're willing to let us teach you, that could be something that's there for you. Oh, wow,
0: tell me the boss. Very concise right <clears throat> And, then, out of and gate. I was like,
1: okay. So then I just, that was it. I just put all my heart and passion into it and worked two other jobs while I did it so I could get it done. And, but it, I just loved from the get go, they were like, okay, you're a part-timer, but like, where do you want to go from here? And that's kind of MS they want to find good talent and then like keep them and, and cultivate yeah. them and build something out of them instead of kind of tossing them into the fire and like, okay, if you don't do great, then you got to get out of here. We're like, yeah. no, let's support and work together. Well, I mean,
0: Rizzuto, he's been there since what? Like Oh, two or three. Yeah. 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 Because I remember when he came to town, you've been there for a decade. Glover's been there for 17 years. Jamie Allman's been there, I think, for like 12 years. Because right when I left KMOV, he was leaving KMOV and he wanted to get in the radio. John Hewlett, I think he just 40 or something.
1: 40 years or something.
0: Learn a decade as well. uh, 25
1: years for Vaz. Like we, we stick around. Yeah, man.
0: (laughs) That's the antithesis of what my experience. That's what I said to Glover. I go 17 years at one place in the same time slot. Oh my God. That's amazing. And he goes, yeah, but then it kind of makes me feel like a pussy because I haven't tried anything. And I go, no, it's no. great. Trust I, me. No.
1: I people are like, oh, you know, do you want to go to Chicago? Do you want to go to New York? do, you, yeah, go do to- you? No, I mean, I love St. Louis so much.
0: Uh, look I at just want to work for time. Look, look at you. Love- you don't hear people say that. I love that. my
1: city. I was Why born and raised here. So um, God, because we have such potential, this city is so old. Um, so I don't think people take into account how old St. Louis specifically is. So that the issues and stuff that we are working off and the things that we're working towards now are very deeply rooted. But I feel like we have such um, energy in the city and we have great, great sports teams. And and now we have, I really like our new mayor. I think we have great people in place to do great things. I like how small, big city this is. I like not, you know, New York and Chicago and L.A. for the most part, especially New York and L.A. In radio, it's not nearly the same as it is here. Our listeners feel like family. I see the same people at concerts. Yeah. I see them. I've been seeing them for 10 years. I have some people that I have photos from spanning point fests years and years, and that's like, I feel like a part of the community, whereas if you're in New York or L.A., it's like, I mean, you're just a- You're kind of, You're kind of a mouthpiece for the movie stars or the musicians. There's always somebody up there, like, you know, more important, I guess, than you, and I don't know that they feel that way. When I talk to my yeah. friends at, uh, like, Striker at K-Rock, it's just such a big, you know what I mean? Yeah. such a big- I like I like small. I like being able to be at the brew house and, like, talking to people and say, hey, man, I loved hearing, you know, when, when you lost to the guys in Real or Fake and you had to wear that Cubs jersey to the Cardinals game. Yeah. That was hilarious. And I'm like, thanks, man. Like, that's my daily interaction yeah. instead of just kind of moving around through the city. Have you
0: had uh, the opportunity? I would imagine you've had the opp- I don't have doubt my mind. You've had the opportunity to leave. That's a-
1: I've, yeah, I've had offers, but not um, not anything that was wanting me to yeah that would want pull me you, yeah no.
0: would you would you be interested in doing more than just doing your slot are you happy just doing that because i feel like you've got so yeah. much to offer I know, that I if like, you wanted to you yeah. could
1: any opportunities that come to me i i love open doors yeah. i want to walk through them all yeah. i think that's um so any of them that come to me i definitely am interested in them but i love st louis i love the point specifically i love working for tommy I have the best on-air staff right now. I love the Rizzuto show, guys. Donnie is my favorite voice on the radio, yeah. hands down. I love his voice. I love his interviews. He's just so warm. And, like, listening to him do the mornings and out middays and just— And then now getting to see kind of like my baby sis, McKenna, coming up after me. So uh-huh. there's two females back-to-back on the point. is such a big deal. And I can see—I mean, with the, now with the whole all-females and it's yeah. just— so much good stuff going on over there. St. Louis is so inexpensive to live in. Yeah, that's We huge. have great sports teams. And we got six flags. There's, like, there's so much going on. The art museums.
0: Do you, go out, do you go out and hang out or do you do you I a I try to.
1: I've been going. Actually, this winter, I've been really trying to get into. You put your fingers,
0: your hands together like you had an evil plan. Oh. You're concocting. <laughs>
1: actually, this this winter, I've been, like, <laughs> trying to do all, like, the touristy things. So I did Steinberg skating rink for the first time ever. It's like 70 degrees
0: outside.
1: <laughs> I tried to take hot chocolate to Missouri Botanical Gardens Garden Glow. It's 70 degrees outside. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to like get out and do more of that stuff because I think because the job keeps us out a lot. Yeah. And I know you've got a baby, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. just staying home, it's so good. So I try. Yeah.
0: But, but when you when you get a chance, I mean, i assume you're going to so many concerts. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm a concert going and to And you, you
0: love it. I love it.
1: Last night was the first concert back um, on The Point, uh, so it was really cool. It was my first stage interview in over a year. It was, like, my first interview, interview. Um, I mean, I, I think Tim and I interviewed Flo Rida last year. And
0: how was Flo? Uh,
1: that, that's funny that you say that because I actually called him Flo. <laughs> was he pissed? <laughs> to his face, and it was strange. Like, I, I don't know. It was something about the cadence of, hey, we're here, and it's— Ooh. Flo Rida headliner. So how's it going, Flo? And then I was like, I can't say Rida again. <laughs> so I just stopped and he stopped and he was like, he giggled to himself and just went on. with it. He had jeans that were bedazzled to the ends. Like it was so, it was so good. And of course, just true to awkward form, Tim and I had one microphone per the two of us. And we're sitting like stacked like this. Uh, so I'm having to be like, yes. And, and then it's time for Tim to ask a question. Now I'm waiting it's for t- Tim. It's super not awkward. Tim, finish your question. <laughs> Like, no, don't drop the baton. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to cross the finish line if you drop the baton. But it was the only interview because pop artists don't come through all the time. Right. Whereas at The Point, I was interviewing bands, you know, multiple times a month or so. So I was in the habit. So last night I was like, oh, man.
0: You guys get some great bands uh, coming through there, whether God. it be because of you guys at The Point or because of yes. she. Yes. So I have. So who who has been where you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm interviewing. Jack White. That was the moment.
1: Jack White. He was headlining Lollapalooza after his solo record. Uh, Maybe this is 2011 or 2012. And it was the year that he toured with two separate bands, one all female and one all male. And he'd play two sets and he would never tell them what songs they were playing and they never knew. And he would do like guy band, girl band, back to back. And he allowed five interviews. So it was like one of those things where they called me a month in advance and I had to give them my questions. And then when I got there, they had to read over my questions. And there was like six people in the room with me making sure I didn't ask weird questions or do anything. And it was like 10 minutes to the dot. Like, don't go over any. And I remember sitting next to Kennedy from MTV Kennedy. Yes. Like, I had watched her like growing up. I'm like sitting next to her in like this like cattle call area where the five interviews are sitting. I'm like, it's like her. And then just like, you know, me from the point in St. Louis. And I was like, oh, God. And I walk in and he is majestic.
0: When you say he's majestic, I'm certain I've never been described as majestic. (laughs) So what does majestic mean? Just
1: like the, just like the aura around him is so cool. Like that dude doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't tweet. He doesn't selfie. Like he's just inherently so cool. You know what I mean? And they had this, it was really set up vibey and vibey lights and we couldn't use flash photography and we couldn't do video. So I had this weird little like thing that had two microphones, this old fashioned thing that I've, I'm not technically savvy enough to use. Honestly, I was kind of thinking I'm going to come back and, and, honestly, not, have and not have recorded it. Oh, and I'm going to be boring. in so much trouble. So, thank goodness it went off. But I walked in and I said, Oh, hi, I'm Lux from St. Louis, Missouri. And he says, Oh, pokey Lafarge is on my, on my label. I love St. Louis. Great town. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. Pokey Lafarge." Yeah. He's like, he actually recorded on some of this and he was so genuine and very present. I think because of his lack of technological attachment. That's interesting. Like, he was like this the entire interview. And every answer was so genuine and so heartfelt and detailed. There was nothing that was, you know, sometimes I get, I got the Arctic Monkeys and, you know, it's the last night of tour for them and they're very British. So, how are you guys? Good. What was it like working with Josh Homme on on the new record? He's a a bad influence on us, but it was good. I'm like... (laughs) You oh, know, the but worst. like, but he. No, are those
0: live when you are doing those? Because uh, that's the war If you are stuck and you are live, no, you're it was so a video, fucked. and I
1: don't think that video has ever been posted. It's I don't think right. that Arctic Monkeys interview is up there. I am going to get like, that from Tommy really, the Boss. It's, it's, and
0: tweet that out. I <laughs>
1: think there is like two interviews that I have done that just like never got played. <laughs> like, look, you guys look so bored. Like sometimes bands you come actually in. Call him on it. No, oh my god, Uh-oh. I wish. Who is it? was the they had the neighborhood? That band who did all their interviews. Everything was black and white, and they were very like very L.A. and they were like eating while they were doing the interview, and I am like. I mean, like, this interview isn't really for me. We're doing this interview so that your fans can get excited about the record, so this is for you to help you promote records, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, bases, And, like, if you were watching this as a fan and the band was just eating and not interested in what was going on, wouldn't you get bored and just skip to the next video? Like, I'm just trying to help you help yourself. Like, here's, help here was, yourself, look This interesting said,
0: because I, I think it was, maybe it was Glover, you guys could confirm that. I think, And I don't know why he would have been talking about this, but he said, because he sees these bands come through Emmis. Mm-hmm. And he said, and "It seems to him that the guys who have had all kinds of success mm-hmm. are actually more grounded than some Absolutely. of the people who just got their first taste of it. The Has new that ones, been consistent yes.
1: The new ones feel. I think they feel like they have to act to like air. they're cool. And it's like, no, you. We're the radio people. We're, you know, we're playing your song a bunch of times a day. I'm saying cheesy and dumb things all the time. I want you to be as like real as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's the newer ones, especially on the way up." Um, if you can find them that are kind like that all the way through people like Sick Puppies and 21 Pilots who are just kind from the minute they walk in as a new baby band and then you see them huge and they're still just as kind. You're like something there is. But then again, now that I think about it, 21 Pilots, that's a Midwestern band. Is this, is this then like the Midwestern folks are, you know what I mean? Super polite. Yeah. And and Sick Puppies are Australian. Very polite. (laughs) You know, most of my Canadian rock bands, very kind.
0: Yeah, that does seem to be the case. Actually, they don't <laughs> Nickelback.
1: Literally, the one of the nicest bands I've ever met.
0: But they People just get hate so much, right. <laughs>
1: and they are so nice, and they are so excessively talented, and their show is amazing. But their songs, I can't, I can't do it. But
0: you, don't, I, you don't feel the Nickelback vibe. No,
1: it was that. You look good with something in yeah. your mouth. Something oh yeah. about they, they that. they play just
0: that like, at the strip bar a lot, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, is, if, when you're listening to this music, and a lot of times you're hearing something for the first time, or have you been able to identify in your time? I would imagine somebody like they're going to be a star, like from doing TV and radio, like I can see or hear Mm -hmm. a voice oftentimes, and at least I think I know, Yeah, like Courtney Bryan on channel four. I never watched local news at all anymore, but I happen to see her one time ago. She will be wherever she wants to be within the next three years. Have you been able to go hear a band or hear a musician and go that dude or that girl, she's going to be or they're going to be absolutely huge. I'd
1: like to think that I can. You have not I, been able to identify? No, on, um, highly suspect. Actually, I'm
0: rocking you're, their, Yeah, you're rocking yeah. Look at me
1: just merging them all out right now. <laughs> um, I remember getting their song or their label came in and played the song for me. I was like, this song is amazing. I have to, I have to get this. And they're like, it's not out anywhere. So they only had like two or three YouTube videos. And I played them over and over and over again. And then when they came through... I mean, The Point just absolutely loved them and their first record being nominated for multiple Grammys and then the second record. I mean, it's just, I can see them just continuing on their success and they're touring with every big band. And it's like, I heard that first song. and was like, yep, this is going to be one of those. And I think for a lot of us seeing 21 Pilots perform live, we were all like, yeah, they're yeah, I haven't they're gonna, seen that, but I somewhere. heard
0: people say right away. Oh that,
1: man, their first show here was at the Firebird and it was so tiny. There's a YouTube clip of it. Because they always uh, do like, they would do a little drum circle at their shows and Mm -hmm. they'd pull the drums into the audience. People would circle around them and they'd drum kind of at each other. And it's like an audience thing. And now it's so big that they carry the drums out onto like a platform that goes on the crowd and he just like drums on the (laughs) crowd. But it's, you know, you see them so small and everyone's singing along. It was that willingness, I think, to engage their audience at it at an early point that now. Everyone feels uh. like they're part of that family, I think, too.
0: What do you think of the music industry right now? You think it's Because tra- people are, like it's a I'll weird hear- place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird place. Like, Stern
0: will have these guys in and like, ah, I was back in the day when you could kill it. Right. When you talk with these people, how are, how what is their perspective? What's your God. perspective as somebody who's right there?
1: You know, I talked to Cold War Kids last night and we were talking about Spotify or, you know what, I think it was that. Um, they just did their new single So So Tied Up is on an EP that they did with Bishop Briggs, who's a new upcoming female artist. Absolutely amazing. And it's blowing up the charts. The song is doing really well. We're playing it over and over and over again. It's, listen to the point. It's there. It's, it's there. <laughs> so I asked him, you know, I, I heard a rumor that you just kind of slid into Bishop's DMs uh, based off hearing her song. And he's like, actually, I was in the car in Los Angeles listening to K-Rock and I heard the song and I thought she was so incredibly talented that I pulled over. And looked up, they said it was Bishop Briggs, so I, like on the side of the road, like looking up who this person is. And I DM'd her and that's how it happened. I said, well, I'm so glad to hear that you guys are still listening to radio, you know, with all the streaming services out there. Do you guys get into that? And Moss, the guitar player, was like, yeah, I, you're like, yeah, I Spotify all the time. And I said, you guys have been in the industry 13 years. So you've seen it go through all of this. I remember, you know, getting their first record on CD and that was back when you couldn't really it was like 2007 so Limewire was still kind of floating around you know what i mean yeah. those like so those like what was it Napster was still kind of floating around a little <laughs> bit um but they they said you know what the money's in touring now and so they as a band felt pretty comfortable with okay everyone's getting our music on these platforms anyway we just have to release it we just have to let it you know just like let it go people are going to get it on these yeah. streaming services and they're going getting it for um, you know, a discounted price as opposed to buying for the whole album. And are people really even buying the full albums anymore? Um, I worry about where, where it takes us. I think it's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah. But at the same time, I just love that everybody can be exposed to the music. So many people can reach it, which is something you couldn't do when it was cassettes. Radio was like it. And yeah. now we have internet, so we have podcasts and we have all this stuff. So it's great that it's they're getting the music out there.
0: I feel like now when you ask somebody what kind of music they like, Almost anybody I'm going to ask, and maybe this just yeah. shows my peer. they're going to say, oh, I like everything. But I think you like everything because you have access to everything, everything, whereas when I was growing up, it's like, oh, I'm going to no. listen to this station, so I'm only going to like that genre. I
1: don't like country music, um, and its I think it's just I was never exposed to it, just pure and simple. Right. Like you said, like, now you can go out and get everything, but when country—you know, when I was young, in my very spongy brain formative years, like, I didn't—you know, my dad was listening to CCR and the Beatles and, you know what I mean, like— God, C S N Y, it's just all that America. Like it's just like, you know, <laughs> Willie Nelson. Like I just that he was listening to. It. And then when my brother came along, he was listening to alternatives. So that's where it came from. So everything was fed to me by a person or by God, I used to listen to what is it, was it Wild One of four point one or oh, Wild One yeah. or Q one oh six point yeah. Q one oh six point one yes yes <laughs> Rick, 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 Rick Idol who's Todd Newton who started yes. on Now ninety six yes. three who's a good friend of ours yeah. such a good dude but yeah I like I would stay up till nine p.m. to tap like tape like on my record like press play and record yeah. to get the yeah. like top five songs so all of my songs I'd be listening to them and they'd have a DJ talking over them yeah which is definitely legal so you're not supposed to do that don't record
0: don't record <laughs> just, the just radio be on the just be on the record. <laughs> I, yeah, and, I don't, and then I think about your influences, and I grew up in Lily White, South City. I went to St. Louis U High, and yet I was into gangster rap, which makes absolutely no <laughs> sense. And isn't that just, like, awful now? Like, there's a 41-year-old white dude living in Kirkwood. Like, I was I was down with Compton, you know? Love it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, only, on, it's what a jack-off. It's
1: only weird when you really want to bump it with your windows down because it's gorgeous outside, and you get to a stoplight on Manchester, and you look over, and you're like, oh, okay. Actually, it's not so bad out here, but I'm down in the city, and I'm bumping it, and I'm like, roll my windows down. I'm like, oh, it's just me. Yes, it's just me. In my little, like, my hybrid SUV or whatever I'm driving, you know what I mean? Just so, no street cred whatsoever. I grew up in Chesterfield, and no street cred, none.
0: So Jack White was majestic. Who was the one mm-hmm. you were really looking forward to, and then you walked out of like, oh. Oh, what a total letdown. I think
1: that was Arctic Monkeys. I love them so much. And it just, I, you know, it's just going to be the day that you get people on. It was their last yeah. day of tour, so they're exhausted. They're flying back to the UK Do like, they have a the reputation morning.
0: for being difficult? Because, I mean, that's how, like, when, my, when I would cover athletes, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, don't, you know, don't bother Barry Bonds. Total dick, you know? I, I mean, think
1: there's also, and this might just be my little portion of radio, but I think um, whenever I get a British band, and I love British humor, but I'm not able to keep up with it all the time. And I sometimes have to watch movies multiple times to get it. (laughs) So I just feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect. So I was a little bit worried about that in general. Um, but I had heard that they were kind of like too cool. cool." So I was like, Oh man. So I was not originally scheduled to interview them because I love them so much. And I kind of choose not to do that kind of thing when possible. Like
0: you don't want to. I don't want to. I don't
1: want. Yeah, and I don't want to ruin that like moment. And it was Valentine's Day, <laughs> but uh, Donnie had something that went on, so he had to drop out, and I had to squeeze into the last moment and come interview them. And I just remember it was one-word answers. There were some hand gestures for answers. Like at one point, he just made a claw. Ah, gesture, or I'm something gonna do like
0: that. I don't. See, when you ask me a question, i like, guess like, I'm gonna do. Like, he was a like claw,
1: and I was like, ah, that's a very descriptive face. <laughs> and this is a video interview, so that works. But it was like he also had like a soda over <laughs> here, and the camera's here, so he would just get up. Like he be standing in front of the camera just like sipping <laughs> soda and then he put the soda down on the table and then come back and sit down I'm like what is happening? Like what is this? I love I've seen every word of this record. This is like one of my favorite records of the year and I love you so much and this is what's happening. But, but they performed the hell out of that show, so it definitely brought me back in, you know what I mean? But God, that it can really that can really bum
0: you yes, out. Yes. That's what I'm saying. When I started covering the Cardinals and I'm like, "Oh, some of these guys are real assholes." Yeah. And I'd go down to the locker room after they lose a game, and I'd be more upset about it than they were. I'm like, "This is fucked up." (laughs) It's like a moment of reckoning.
1: And you never know, true. You never know what's going on in their lives on top of it too. It's like whose dog died. You know what I mean? Like, are you waiting for a call from your grandma who's in the hospital, and you're having to do this interview while you're waiting (laughs) for your phone to (laughs) ring? Like, I totally get it. Yeah. But also at the same time, again, it's for your fans, man. This is like nobody's watching the interview to hear my
0: questions. Yeah. They
1: want your answers. I mean, it was
0: scheduled. I don't know. When we'd be in the Cardinals, it's like their office where they're, where they're yeah. practicing or getting ready for a game. But then people go, yeah, well, I saw Phil Mickelson interact with somebody getting an autograph and he's kind of a dick. So he's a dick. And I'm oh, like, okay. God, that was one isolated moment. It's not necessarily People get freeze fair, that all the time out of concerts. Hate, I hate that shit. All right. so I, I, So I'm curious. With all that you've done, a decade at the point, mm-hmm. where do you think this is going to go would you be like, man, if I can be doing this in 10 years, that'd be the best? Yep, that. That's I would the love best. to be that's doing that. That's the best answer. I, I love it. I the this same way about so doing much. my show. Like, right? Yeah, I, I do.
1: I just feel like when you're in a good place now, I mean, my job there has just kind of done this, and, and there's so much new stuff happening in radio. Radio isn't what it was when I started, it wasn't what it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And like now, everything's becoming very, very visual. Um, we're integrating so much social media into. Radio because we want to connect with people when they're not listening to the radio to remind them then that they would listen to us. You're all eventually. over that. You do so, the
0: you do the Twitter promos while yep, you're on the Facebook thing. Live.
1: Absolutely. That's it, but it's also such a cool way to connect to St. Louisans yeah. and to get what they're listening to and what they like that's where I get my feedback from. So I see us doing more videos in the future. I see us doing more social media. I did my interview last night. It was my first interview that was Facebook live directly. Yeah. Everything else I've always done has been a video interview that we then play back through Facebook. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time doing like a, a Facebook live only. Um, so I, I see that just taking radio. It's not going to be a Facebook radio job anymore. It's yeah. going to be more of a presenter job. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I think there's a lot of growth. Yeah. But I also, you know, it's like everyone says, oh, there's so many different, you know, there's serious, out there. there's this, and I, I love podcasts. I podcast. You're a podcast Why person. I'm a podcast what nerd. What are you listening? I gotta ask you what you let's podcast. See, well, let's see what i well, What do you, right what do you, now, what what do you have
0: on, like, on here? Because I'd be really I got, curious.
1: Well, I obviously did all the crime stuff, like serial and, you know, like the typical, I did the, um, I had, <laughs> which is what is Richard Simmons or what's wrong with Richard Simmons? <laughs> I did that. But I love any of the like, um, Ted talks daily. I've got the moth on here. I love criminal, this American life. Like I'm podcasting up a storm. See, I
0: found, I find myself like I subscribe to a bunch of them and then I can't catch up. Like there's so there's much, so content. much. Yeah.
1: Also it's the storage on your phone, man. Yeah. It's just it fills, eating it alive. It it <laughs> I, lo-
0: I love, I see, I grew up and I guess, I guess again, it was the stern thing. I'm not conscious of it. I love the long form interview yeah bullshitting with people because on the radio we rarely i mean you could never do this on no. the point we no i get like a five play. minute interview right. at
1: that somebody's looking at me like
0: you can wrap, it wrap, up, it wrap it up, up. Put a,
1: play a song play yeah. a song <laughs> they're, they're gonna change the station play a song <laughs> yeah like i keep waiting for you to like i'm like is he gonna wrap it i feel like <laughs> are we going no, long we go talking, as long as we want we talking forever. outside of like, the
0: fact <laughs> that i'm sure you actually have to go go to work no. but no i mean i
1: that's told two, man till two so you two? 22
0: are you two to six or seven two to seven two to seven i yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So it's five hours, a lot? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I noticed your
1: reaction. No, <laughs> no. Honestly, going to work for five hours a day isn't a lot. Right. Um, I don't do a whole lot of prep outside of my show. I know a lot of people do. Um,
0: yeah, we're in it, the same club in that department. Like, we're,
1: If I did it like, you know, last night, things would change by this morning, and everything that's happening is happening currently. I want to be currently going on with it. So if it's trending at 2 o'clock, I, I wouldn't know that at 10 a.m. Right. So I, what good would it do for me to, you know, get into the So in how much time do that? you actually
0: have, have it to talk consistently? I mean, obviously I've heard you, but like when, when you're in between songs, yeah, I mean, I, out of break.
1: Yeah, I, I like to keep it um, short, honestly, because people are, my time slot specifically, people are driving home from school, I mean, or driving home from work and school and activities and everything, um, you know, in that two to, uh, two to five, six and seven, I feel like people are maybe hanging out at home more or less, but I try and keep it yeah. going. So maybe... Two, three minutes tops. I mean, in top 40, it was like a minute. Like, Tim and That's I would try and get things in, in a minute, say. 10 seconds or something. And I saw him at the And I'm artist looking at him though. and we're like, we're gonna get this. <laughs> hey, get it, Harry, done. Next. You know, like, hit the song. Hurry, hurry. I'm like, looking at him, going like, you're go. he's going like this. I'm like,
0: I can't. <laughs> But he said, he goes, Yeah, we really don't have a whole lot of time to talk. So now the to- attention span. Yeah. And he goes, And I hear Bieber every fucking hour. Every hour. Every yeah. hour. So
1: many. And he's like, On, if it's not his song, he's on someone's song. So it's like, He's there. <laughs> DJ Kelly. Like-
0: did, you, did you find yourself getting down with any of the stuff yes. that you're playing? You did. Yes. I love that I had to be tough. I really
1: love Demi Lovato. I'm really into her. Um, I love Sean Mendez. He's so great. Um, yeah. I, I love Lady Gaga. I love Kesha. So I did find myself really I feel like you're being sincere stuff. right now. I too. am. Yeah. I am. I like I know all of Kesha's songs. I downloaded her album. It's really good. It's like the Katy Perry album you wanted from Katy Perry but she couldn't do it this year. She couldn't pull it off this time.
0: Uh, what's going on with her?
1: Oh god. I just feel like she's so she just oversaturated the market so
0: hard. And what happened? Are... I feel like she's like something happened that she did that interview. We play clip we play drops yes. from that interview all the time where the guys going, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes." And, she, and she's crying, "Nobody likes me." She's doing no. the Sally Field or something. What happened?
1: She just I mean, I loved the idea behind all of it witness and just like this being this totally open book and transparent and the idea of you know government watching us the media watching us and i got I look up an ad for paper towels and the next thing you know it's in my feed reminding me i need paper towels like just all this i i totally loved the concept behind it but i really feel like her promotion team just kind of vomited her all over everybody it's like she's on saturday night live and and she's hosting the mtv movie awards and she's in a house for four or five days, twenty-four hours webcaming, which Tim's brother produced by the way. So oh, he was that out right? there for it. Yeah. So you know, it's like God, just everywhere. She was so everywhere. And I just felt like some of the stuff was a little bit cheesier than yeah. normal and the lyrics were a little bit oh, more contrived all, than all, normal. I don't know what
0: happened. I, if, and part of me wonders that if it's kinda of like swish as
1: a basketball fan, I was real disappointed have you, have in that seen, have
0: you seen did you see the video for swish swish? I, Oh, my God. What was that? I
1: wish my facial expression could have been translated oh into a sentence just God. then because that's, like, how I felt about. Like, I don't know if it
0: was, like, a satire
1: of a satire. Bad, I felt bad for the actors who were in that <laughs> who, like, probably thought they were going to be in a bomb-ass yeah. Katy Perry video. Like, no, I, I love, I mean, E.T. by Katy Perry is a bomb video. Bomb. Floria Sigismundi mm-hmm. is the director of that video. I'm a nerdy. I, I love her stuff um, specifically, but she's great video director, did like Marilyn Manson, Beautiful People. So she did Katy Perry's E.T. And then like, I don't, who's
0: doing that? that? That wasn't, that was no. not her work. No. Like, I mean, who, I saw that, and that. I guess it was like a take on Space Jam, yeah, I guess. kind of. And it was just awful. <laughs> so I watch her and I'm going, is she kind of having the Charlie Sheen I'm winning of 2011, but yeah. like on a this lower. Is there
1: Lindsay Lohan yeah. moment? You know what I mean? That's what I'm
0: wondering. I saw she popped up at Ted Drew's a couple weeks ago. She did, you did see that?
1: yes. And after going through a, someone's <laughs> wedding, too, she's like had her concert and was like, I'm going to crash a wedding and then go to Ted Drew's because I'm Katy Perry. And I want you to see that I was here and I was there and I was there. Like, Which reminds me, maybe I should be less on the Twitter and the Facebook. Maybe I don't want to oversaturate my way that Katy Perry did. Dad, I'd, like, every Taylor, I'd get really excited for a Taylor Swift song to come out to me. And I'd be like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Because it, it might be, good? be a
0: diss track on Katy Perry. Yep. Like I said, I grew up on my gangster rap, and I'm like, man. And now that's the what's going on with Dre and Cube, and now it's (laughs) Katy Perry and it's it's Taylor Swift.
1: I heard Bella Hadid is still upset with Selena Gomez over the weekend. Like the drama was so fun at Top Forty. I had so much fun, and that's such a fun area. We could talk about Dancing with the Stars. I got to watch The Bachelorette and The Bachelor in Paradise, which is. An absolute just trash show, but so good, so (laughs) addicting to watch. So I had so much like, there was a lot of fun in that top 40, you know, all the hits type area. And I did did fall in love with some of the music for sure. But? But my home is alternative. (laughs) I remember the last day at the point, it's so rare, um, and Tommy gave me the opportunity. I had four hours. I was on the air for four hours at the time. And he gave me all four hours with not a single thing programmed. He let me play every song for the entire oh, four Tony hours. Oh, tell me the boss. They n- that's, that never happened. Yeah. If you think that somebody is back there picking every song on the radio, they're not. If they're picking a song an hour, that's that's probably more realistic. So, so yeah, like, how,
0: how, how, how does it work?
1: Um, Donnie, uh, Donnie Fandango is our music director. Okay. Absolutely a, like a dictionary of bands, yeah. of music, of years of genres. He's so good. Um, when I was on the point before, I was the assistant music director, so he and I and and Tommy would sit in a room, listen to new music, talk about if we liked it or not, what do we think, do we think St. Louis would like it, do you think it would fit in Um, and then depending on whether we thought so or what it's doing, charting, is it nationally, do people like it, is it sweeping across, is this the biggest thing to sweep across the country you know, is this this maybe very hot for LA but it's not going to work in St. Louis Um, and then we decide what gets played and then from there, Donnie puts it into a great mix to make sure that we don't play the same songs or the same bands next to each other to make sure that nobody puts an entire block of like five finger death punch and like stained and like, you know, disturbed. And then all of a sudden you get like the Lumineers and, you know, <laughs> transferred in it. You know, like he makes sure that the tempo is right because you want to keep everybody enjoying the music. <sighs> so, and then of course, to make sure that we're playing the songs that people love the most, the most, and making sure that we play kind of the outskirt ones, you know when they're
0: supposed to, in due time. Do people text or tweet or... Call and bitch at you for what you're playing.
1: They haven't in a long time. When the texting machine went away, there was a whole lot less of that. People loved the anonymity there. Yes. With Twitter, I can see their photo and I can publicly harass them for it. So they generally are pretty nice to me in that format. <laughs> I have 14,000 friends or something that will come after you. <laughs> Better be nice to me. No, yeah, most of the time people are into it, yeah. which is good.
0: Well, it's super cool to talk with you.
1: Thank you. Because like this I said, so you're, cool. you're,
0: you're you're I went like, oh, I'm gonna read up on Lux and see what the word is with her. I mean, it met her, but I don't know what the story is. And then I'm like, oh, she took a video. You recorded a second grade and yep, that's, it. that's what I got.
1: Like I that interview, I swear there's like so many quotes in there. I'm like, I didn't say uh, there's no way that I said that. Really? But I thought to myself, and, and part of me was like, Do I Do like I co- tell him? Because it's like a he was like learning. You know what I mean? It's like a college thing. But I'm like, uh
0: Is it worth the- you
1: you you know what? I've got multiple copies of that in my house. And I'm just
0: like, this is so funny. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks. It's been fun talking it Yay. over with you. All right, cool. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. So there it is, talking with Lux. And what do we wind up going to see my, was that a 90 minute shoot? About an hour five. Hour five. Uh, and, and we got done with the interview and I said, did I keep you too long? And she goes, no, I could have gone like another hour or two. And I go, oh, because I, I felt like we could have kept going. And she goes, oh, I have all, all kinds of, we, since we were talking about this, I could have talked about that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I just enjoy it. But I'm just so conscious of if I don't establish a time frame going in once I get to an hour, I'm like, oh, the, but it was, it was just, I hope. Uh, you got the same sense, uh, that I did while having the conversation that you're just like, yeah, I get why she's been successful and everybody loves her. And that's because she's just down to earth and cool and happy. And like just one of those people, like she's the exact opposite of me. I walk into a room and I destroy the room. I destroy the room I walk into. She walks into a room and the room is better because she walked into the room so it was a, uh, a pleasure to hear her career story, uh, how happy she is to have the career she has, uh, how grateful she is. And then also, uh, some of her, uh, stories from, uh, you know, having these encounters with, um, you know, interviewing all these musicians in these bands. So, Really enjoyed that one. I had a bunch of people when I tweeted that we were going to have Lux on who were really excited about it. People texted me like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear. And that's the thing. I, 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 to, to my surprise, I guess she really hasn't done many interviews. I'm like, man, that seems like an obvious one to me. So that was a sea monster idea and it was a great idea. And I'm glad we did it because that was a damn good conversation. As I always say, if you're enjoying these podcasts, uh, and it's not just on the Tim McKernan show, we also on the Inside STL Podcast Network have the cat chat. And uh, Jim Hayes has uh, talked with Adam Wainwright, Matt Holliday, Lance Lynn, uh, Matt Adams, uh, Randall Gritchick. I mean, he's, and, and, he, and because these guys travel with him throughout the season, they have a rapport with him that you're not going to find anywhere else, truly, for real. I don't know who else could get those kinds of interviews because they like him so much, they respect him so much, and they wind up saying some things that they otherwise wouldn't. Uh, su- subscribe to the Cat Chat on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or you can just listen to things on insidestl.com uh, because it's, it's damn good stuff. But the overwhelming point is support the sponsors because without the sponsors, uh, we don't have, uh, both the Tim McKernan show and the cat chat. So, uh, the home loan studios, Ryan Kelly, go online at the home loan Uh, and then also James Carlton of, uh, the Carlton insurance agency and gateway Buick GMC at I two seventy McDonald Boulevard online at St. Louis, Buick GMC.com with 2018 vehicles now available in addition, of course, to a wide, huge selection of pre-owned vehicles and 37 service bays to serve you. It's Gateway Buick GMC. These sponsors make the podcast possible, so please, for real, support the sponsors. That's the name of the game. Also making the podcast possible is the great John Seymour, executive producer of the Tim McKernan Show and the Cat Chat. And we are very thankful to him for setting up our interview with Lux looking forward to more conversations with not just St. Louis area, uh, people in music, sports or politics, but, uh, but throughout the area, as we continue throughout the region, as we continue along our journey and, uh, who knows who will stumble into the, uh, homeloanexpert.com studios, but we love bringing them to you. And you're always welcome to give feedback or suggestions by emailing me at T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. As always, thank you for listening to the Tim McKernan show.